0: welcome in to somewhere mobile when we drop data it's not anecdotal talking the latest mobile trends we're highlighting the surges and descends yeah this is an original series from aptopia the intelligence provider here to help focus you i'm growing your mobile app and putting you on the map so when people pull out their phone it's the first thing they want to tell so crack yourself a bit and give a listen here because the best podcast in mobile just landed in your ear Welcome into Somewhat Mobile, the show app teams can listen to instead of working, because we're talking about work along with whatever else comes to our minds. Today joining me is Maura Welsh, VP of Marketing at Together Labs. Maura, why are you here? You you could have been on uh any show, and I mean any show with no listeners, and yet you chose mm. this one.
1: I'm just so fascinated by you, actually. I just need <laughs> to like spend more time with you. This is like super important to me. No, I love what you guys do. I think like we watch your, your sort of commentary on the industry. And so when you, when you called to suggest it, I was like, yep, let's do it.
0: Amazing. Laura, flattery will get you everywhere. So (laughs) love love the ego boost. All right. So who, who are you? What do you do? And how did you get to Inview?
1: I work for our, our parent company is actually called Together Labs. And, um, you know, it, just to give you a sense for what together labs does it's we really see our mission very broadly as empowering people to connect in the metaverse okay so inview is one of our platforms we also have another platform that's currently in open beta on the app store it's called with me and we have another company called metajuice which is our blockchain arm so at together labs like i said our mission is to connect people in the metaverse we sort of see the metaverse as like the society. It's like a meta society, right? And it's our role to help people connect, create, and earn in that world. So our platforms have these integrated rewards. They have levels and incentives that unlock the positivity, social experiences, and the sharing that every person needs for authentic connection and fun. And that's sort of what we're what we're about. And in view is uh is a company that has been around for a while, sort of like to think of it as the OG of the metaverse. Um, (laughs) And yeah, it's been it's been around for a while. And about a million daily active users come to the platform to create their avatars, interact with each other, chat, share video, voice, etc. And make friends. I mean, basically, people are chatting and making friendships. And that's really what it's all about. So how did I get here? So I've been involved in the crazy virtual world space for quite some time. Back in when InView and Second Life and all of those guys were just starting up, I was working at a, helped to found a company called WeWorld, which was a cartoon virtual uh, virtual world. And, you know, really learned a lot about how people represent themselves online in virtual spaces. I find that super fascinating. Okay. So I spent a bunch of time doing that um, in the last wave of the of the web and as we move into web three i'm coming off of a number of years where i was the uh, uh, ran brand for uh, Tripadvisor. so i made a switch to a different kind of social community um, for a while and really enjoyed that time and then decided to come back in when uh, some former colleagues were um, coming into the into imview and um, had an idea of starting up a new platform And that's how I got involved.
0: Awesome. I forgot about Second Life. That's so funny. Remember that? Uh, Still around? Yeah, that that was a long time ago. I think it's still alive, actually. I think it's still going for the... Yeah, okay. We'll have to to check in on those people. But does the meetings that you guys have at Together Labs, do they take place in the metaverse?
1: They take place on Zoom, like everybody else. (laughs) When we have meetings as a company, we are very much... uh... was interesting because as we all had to make the shift, you know, to sort of online all the time during the pandemic, it was a little bit less onerous for those of us that work in virtual spaces anyway, because we're often distributed teams. But no, we have an actual office in Redwood City. And more and more, though, we are still online. We're an online uh, sort of like work from home, kind of uh, by default company, but we're still very socially connected. We do, however, absolutely spend tons of time with our users in the platform. We are a very insights-driven company. We uh, make sure that we understand what's happening live on our platforms and often like have roundups where we get together with super users and different folks on the platform. But no, our That's meetings awesome. are mostly in person or on Zoom.
0: Okay. When I think of the metaverse, and I think a lot of other people, they because not, not everyone has experienced Second Life, or is really a metaverse user, I would say. And so a lot of people, when they think about it, they think about Mark Zuckerberg, they think about Facebook. And, you know, he recently, I'm sure you saw this, he came out with that awful graphic of his head in front of the iPhone I Power. did see that. Uh, yeah, and yes. it, you know, it wasn't, it didn't look good. Uh, and so my right. question to you, as long as this doesn't get you in too much hot water is, is he ruining it for, for other companies such as yourself? And how how does your view of the metaverse contrast with that of Facebook's or metas?
1: Yeah, no good question. No, I don't listen. Facebook is, is Facebook, right? So um, I'm not surprised that they're going about it in the way that they are as they leap into the meta space. Right. But I think I want to take a step back to answer that question because there's a lot of discussions about the metaverse and what it means and what it is. I don't think Meta is ruined it. I think Meta has thrown a spotlight on all of the work that's happening in virtual spaces. Um, And we're all spending a lot more time in virtual spaces. Like just look at us here, right? So we're spending time in virtual spaces all the time. And we need to make sure that we're really thinking through how we want those spaces to be. I see this space. Like if I think about the metaverse, I think that it's occupied by there's a virtual world folks that are working with avatars, right? People like, like Roblox is a bit, is a metaverse. Inview yep. is a metaverse. There's games that are metaverses like Fortnite, right? Or um, there's, you know, Rec Room, there's The Sims. There's all these different virtual spaces and those, that's one part of the space. There's also these big companies like Meta who announced that they're coming in and they're doing all of these big investments. Then there's also another group of companies that are sort of web three New Web3 companies, people like Decentraland and Sandbox, who are making waves, bringing in some pretty high valuations as everybody starts to think about the metaverse and what it means and what blockchain means. So what's interesting about the the OG folks that have been working in sort of virtual spaces for a while is that we've been really thinking through what it's like to be in a virtual environment where you're working, like I might be an avatar, but I'm an actual person behind it. You're an actual, you're an avatar, but you're an actual person. And we're having in one on one real time conversations. It's not like social, which is what Facebook knows, right? And that whole model is completely different than a virtual world space. So I think the folks that are working in virtual world spaces really understand that because the social space, if you think about it, is asynchronous. It's less social than it is about the media that's designed for you to click on or to share. And what tends to happen in those social spaces is you actually become the product, right? You are sure the product data. for Facebook. You are the data, right? Um, when you're in a virtual space, or what we're really what what we see the metaverse is developing into is you're actually the owner. On InView, we have 200,000 active creators that create all of the items in the universe of, of InView. The users buy them. The creators earn the money. The creators own the items that they create, and they sell them to the users, and they sort of build their own universe, and they are building their own community. Right? Does, it's a very does different. Does you get a cut of that, or how, how,
0: do, how do you guys? Monetize? That is how
1: InView makes money. InView okay. makes money through by providing the platform, and yep. you know transaction fees. But it doesn't cost anything for you to you know use our studio tools to make items for InView um and set up your business. So it, when you're really thinking about the metaverse, you have to take a step back and think differently because it is not like Facebook. The other thing I think that's different about Facebook going into this model is they don't have a lot of trust built up at this stage I, I, to I go into agree the metaverse that. space. So, you know, I think there that's why I'm I'm actually really passionate about working in this space because having worked on social products my whole career, there have been some unintended consequences. I can tell you we didn't start out building social products and hope that we would end up with loneliness, toxicity, people in silos, all the consequences that are starting to come out that wasn't the intention, but we didn't get out ahead of it, right? And so the larger companies just started setting the rules and deciding we're the product. So I think what's happening what's interesting in the metaverse space and in Web3 space is really trying to reverse that logic, where the users and the creators are actually this, the nucleus of who owns that space, and they co-create that space.
0: And is is view is that accessible outside of the mobile app, or is it just in the mobile app? We
1: have we have we're on all platforms: desktop, um,
0: okay. Android, iOS. Do you see a future that uh, where where users would be in like? Virtual reality headsets, or is that not the vision?
1: So I, I definitely think that VR and headsets have a have a place. Have you have you done that much? Um, no, I am not a um, out, yeah. outside
0: of like any video games. I wouldn't say I'm a um, a pioneer when it comes to the metaverse.
1: Yeah, I did and I would put say an Oculus people, on once, and I, I did know.
0: think that was cool. It is
1: cool, right? So I, I think that that technology has made leaps and bounds and I think it's super interesting and something we absolutely keep an eye on. But for the most part, I think you'll find that people don't want to put fully immersive masks on to do their daily life. Um sure. and the kind of way that we approach the metaverse is much more in sort of a social space, right? Inview is one of the is is like the largest social metaverse, right? And our focus is mostly on chat and helping people connect with each other. So yes, there could be VR elements to that. And I think that it will happen and there will be space for that. But just like you don't always go to the same place in your real life, every single moment of every single time, there's room for lots of different things. I think there's room for game virtual spaces like metaverse spaces like Fortnite. But you don't always feel like doing that. You might feel like also just chilling out. Like our product with me is like, you can get together, watch videos with friends, hang out and chat. Play games together, solve escape rooms together. Like that's another more chill way of kind of hanging out in the metaverse. Right. Another way is let's try a virtual space and and put on an Oculus and sort of see how that space looks. So I think that just like the real world, and I and I say this all the time too. Everybody thinks the virtual world is so different. It's actually humans interacting just like we do in the real world, just in digital spaces.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, it's without the travel and it's without. See, unless you're on a Zoom yeah. screen or, or a screen like we're on right now, I guess I would say it's without seeing the, the yeah. physical person. But and I saw speaking of like bridging the the you know the real world and, and the metaverse, I saw that InView recently hosted a fashion show. And so I I was wondering a couple things about that. Like one, is that just something fun that you guys decided to do, or did you find out that through somehow that a large chunk of your audience is into fashion? How did Like why a fashion Mm. show and not a different event?
1: So InView is actually super into fashion. We have a a very articulated uh, avatar system that allows you to sort of transform your body into lots of different ways and customize your avatar. And also we're 100% creator led. So our creators are the ones that create unbelievable stuff. And And now put it this way, we have 60 million items in our catalog. 40,000 new items get uploaded to the catalog every single day.
0: Okay? My, my fiance would never Sorry, be able to every check single out. Month. She would always think there was something better to see.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, you know, the shopping opportunities and the, the the creative self-expression opportunities are huge. So I think a huge draw of coming into these virtual spaces and definitely a huge draw for Mview is sort of representing yourself or representing a a self that you want you aspire to be. Um, So there's a lot of interesting opportunities for creative self expression. And we see that a lot. And we know that, um, you know, we're always highlighting our creators on our platform, um, because they're just superstars, they have followings on the platform, people look forward to their next um, items that they're putting out, whether it's clothing or items for rooms or environments, you know, you can be on a jet ski, you can be in a nightclub. You can be, you know, in a public park-looking environment. Can you be all on a jet ski in a nightclub? You, you know what? I bet you can. I bet I can find okay. in our forty thousand active rooms at some point somebody doing something like that. I mean, there's okay. all that's, kinds. That's of That's the nightclub I want to go to. Stuff. I know, totally. <laughs> like, also want to um, swim up to the bar and stuff like that.
0: Have you ever? And if not, great marketing idea for me to you. Have you ever considered like partnering with a company, a fast fashion company, because they kind of specialize this in this, like Shein or or Fashion Nova to produce some of the concepts that these designers have created uh, in in order to sell them in real life and kind of promote them that way?
1: In the real world? Yeah. 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 So in fact, I can tell you a good story. So this came out in spring of last year. We had what Vogue magazine dubbed the first metaverse runway show. We partnered some of our expert creators up with five different avant-garde, real-world fashion designers. They worked together to create fashions, and this was why it was—it was really we got a lot of attention around this because we knew that there was great fashion and great creators happening in the metaverse. But the idea of bringing that real world to the virtual world space was what was really inspiring. And you know, there was there was one uh, one designer that we worked with, clean Estrada who's just very super cool and avant garde had been working on these different designs where the fashion actually had animals built into it, so she calls them an anamorph designs. Okay. And as part of as part of the fashion show that ran on In view on the runway there was a uh, a horse dress. It had like an actual horse head as part of the dress. Okay. So this wait, wait, wait. happens like, on a, like a
0: like a dead horse. Like head? it's
1: an actual horse. Yes, it's like it built in, kind of like a horse. Did it dress. die
0: of natural causes?
1: It was just a manufactured, very fantasy-oriented kind of horse.
0: manufactured. Okay, okay. Vision.
1: Yes, not a real horse.
0: Okay, I was going to say Pete um, well, is going to be all over not horse
1: anyway. Exactly. So sure. no horses were harmed in this entire. In fact, Elena is very environmentally conscious, and that would be like horrifying. Um, so anyway. Created this really cool part. There was a whole collection, but there was this one Anamorph horse thing. And then a few weeks later, it was the Met Gala in the real world. Yep. And Kalina Strata dressed one of the celebrities, and that person had on a version of that exact thing. Okay. And so and here's where the, something who,
0: yeah. Does the metaverse, the, the your designer from InView, did they get credit or anything as it pertains to this or? or- no,
1: because these, uh, so what happened was we would pair, we paired the creators up with the designers. So it was the designer's work, but it was okay, influenced okay. and, and um helped by the, by the creators who made that happen in the virtual space. But I okay. guess what I'm saying is that is really interesting. And we should be thinking about that as brands. We should be thinking about that as marketers. When we come into this virtual space, it's a creator led economy. Right. So we could have had like, you know, A creator or a a designer come in and just top down say, "Okay, here's the items. Go and you know sell them." Of course, we did sell them on the platform and all of that, but we didn't do that because the way to integrate into these communities is to work together with the creators. It just amplifies what happens on the platform, and then there's it became like a celebration of how cool it is that our our creators are paired up with these amazing real world designers. And I think the collaboration is interesting because we always think of trends starting in the real world and maybe migrating into the virtual spaces. But I think what you're starting to see more and more, and we're seeing this on TikTok all over the place, trends start on in virtual spaces and migrate out to the real world. So I think that we're mm-hmm. starting to see much more of a, a blurry line between the virtual and the real. But I think they're it's both going to inform each other. <laughs> I know, it's a whole new thing. Yeah.
0: I'm, yeah, I'm going to be the the old man who's yelling at a cloud one day <laughs> and doesn't want to do anything. <laughs> And with having to do with technology. Okay. So you, you, um, where, no, this is a non sequitur, but that's okay. I, this is like an <laughs> obligatory, uh, question. I feel like I have to ask everyone around these, uh, this time, but how has Apple's app tracking transparency impacted your marketing efforts if at all?
1: So I think together labs sort of like the rest of the industry, you know, has been Negatively impacted by IDFA and AT&T, ATT from a cost of user acquisition perspective, right? right. Um, so our costs have risen dramatically, and we've have shifted you raised more of our costs
0: spend. because of that? Have you like raised your 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 cuts no. or anything? No. Okay.
1: No. No, we have not. Um, what we've done is, even though our costs have, we've sort of shifted more of our spend to Apple Search advertising in order to reach you know, relevant iOS device owners who could, who would find our value proposition appealing. So that's been something that we've been doing. And we've also just been looking at new and different ways, just in general, like everyone in this industry is always doing, looking at new and interesting ways to acquire through organic channels, through viral channels and all of that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely had an impact.
0: Okay. And then uh, my last question before we play uh, a little game, is I th- I think I so I'm 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 in the public relations role at Eptopia. So I talk to a lot of media members. And I know you earlier you made the differentiation between you know social networking and the metaverse, but when I- I'm gonna combine them a little bit here. But when people are talking to me specifically about new social apps that blow up, and so be real is the latest example, they're they're like trying to figure out: hey, is it a success or is it a yeah. failure? There's almost no gray area. And what they're saying is like, well, if it doesn't have millions of users like Instagram, or if it's not threatening Instagram, then it's not a success. But from where Mm. I sit, looking at, I I see, you know, millions of apps. um, I see a lot of smaller, profitable social apps out there serving more specific needs that, uh, you know, seem to be doing just fine. And so I'm wondering from your perspective, and again, I know you have kind of said, hey, it's a little different, but... I'm in view is sitting in, and I know it's because <laughs> the App Store and the Google Play Store categorize it this way. But it's sitting in the social, the social category. We are so, we're in
1: this we're squarely in social. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, and so for you guys, like, w- what bucket are you in? Are you in the bucket of like, hey, it's hundreds of millions of users or bust, or are you like, we're we're doing well, and this is this is our group of people that we're catering to, and we don't need to be Instagram uh, or as big as that. What's the dream, I guess?
1: So I think the dream and one of the reasons why we see the metaverse as this meta society, right? Like I started at the beginning, there's not just one answer. Like let's just take a let's think about the real world. Like do you use just one app um, you, when you I do not. <laughs> right. Or how about like when you go out in your life, do you always go to the same restaurant? do you always go to the same you know concerts, etc? So I think that there's room for lots of variety. I don't think you have to be an enormous platform to satisfy an amazing um, social need. And also there's lots of different vibes out there, right? Like you personally and I personally have different moods, sometimes in the mood to just chill, sometimes in the mood to play games. All of it doesn't have to be serviced by one provider. And in fact, I would say, for a lot of good reasons, it shouldn't be. Otherwise, it tends, it's just like any monopoly it tends to stifle creativity. So I, I am of the mind that I know it's a game of discoverability on the app store, et cetera, et cetera. But I also know that new apps are coming out all the time. Look at TikTok, what happened with TikTok came roaring in. And everybody thought, Oh, well, the big guys already have it all locked up. No, no, they don't. You know, so I think it's, and what I'm also knowing from just as a brand marketer and as somebody who's, you know, thinking about what consumers want and what each generation is doing, I mean, Gen Z coming up doesn't have loyalty to any particular platform. In, in fact, they're not going to the larger, older school platform like Facebook is for my grandmother, not me. There are new apps that are coming up all the time. And I think that it's really important that we have that vibrant ecosystem and. Um, You know, I think it would be, I, I think the app store does try to surface some of these new, um, new things, but I think people hear about it through word of mouth and things start to take off. And that's really where the power is and things can shift really fast.
0: Awesome. I think that, uh, I think that's exactly right. That there's a lot of, a lot of room for competition, even though, you know, there's only, even though you guys make headlines too sometimes, but there's only like Facebook sneezes and, and that's a headline. Uh, so. completely. Uh, I, I think that's right. Well, and they're,
1: market, they're, they're market makers. I mean, that once you get into that realm, if you really think somebody is successful, you're either going to copy them or buy them. So it's an ecosystem that is just the reality that we've built up over the years. And that's why I think it's pretty interesting. I think some of the Web3 stuff is challenging that, you know, we don't make money. From, I mean, we do make a certain amount of revenue from ads, but our bulk of our revenue is from providing an amazing platform for creators to come on and for people to interact. And the better we do at making that platform good for the end user, the better we all, we all benefit. They make money, we make money. There's not, a, it's a win win situation. And I think as we move into blockchain and really understanding what ownership means in this space, For the first time, I think we're actually, we've all been looking for that. How do you own something digital? I think blockchain holds out that promise, in which case, even if you're not a creator, but if you bought an NFT, you'd be able to resell it and make some money on the platform. And just so you know, Imview is really, really deeply in this. I said, I mentioned to you that Together Labs has a company called MetaJuice and MetaJuice is blockchain enabling Imview. Okay. so. We've already announced this, but coming out in the fall, we're gonna be integrating NFTs at scale into Mview. So in the shop that is already selling millions and millions of virtual goods, we're also gonna be selling NFTs. And then we're gonna open that up to the creators. So creators can choose to make either virtual goods or NFTs. It's actually the first time that an existing virtual economy is integrating NFTs directly inside of it and doing it at scale. Part of this is is above my head, I'm not
0: going to lie. I don't know if I'm – do you own any NFTs, Mark? I do. Okay,
1: okay. I do. I I own some because, you know, we hang out in the MVU Metaverse, and actually we did this really cool partnership with this company called Shoes 53045. They do these really cool designer um, sneakers. And we created flaming and lightning bolt versions of these. They dropped NFTs, and then we created in view versions for all NFT buyers. And I definitely was a buyer of that. I bought those NFTs. I thought they were super cool.
0: Okay, we we could do a whole other uh, podcast on uh, NFTs, and hundred percent. Well, we uh, we're, we're not going to go down should. that road today. But if uh, if okay. people, what what's, um, what's a good way for people to reach you if they have? Because you've brought up a lot of interesting concepts that I don't know if we have time to fully explore. And so what's a good way for people to, to reach you if they want to uh, talk more?
1: Yeah, reach out to me on LinkedIn is the best, is the best spot. Okay. So, you know, it's just LinkedIn slash Maura Welch. I seem to get all of the Maura Welch,
0: you know, accounts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's only a few of us out there.
0: People, oh, I see. Okay, okay. All right. Before we leave, we're going to play a game, Two Apps and a Lie. So I'm going right. to read you... Three app names and a description, mm-hmm. like the actual app store description of them, and two of them are right. real apps, and one of them I made up earlier today. So I love it. Yeah, you're you're gonna uh, tell me which one you think it is. So the first app, okay, it's called Nothing, and the app description mm-hmm. is this app does nothing. Okay, that's app A. App B, okay. Vegan Detector. There's nothing worse than going to dinner with colleagues for the first time and not knowing if they are going to ruin the group's appetizer order. Vegan Detector works by scanning the breath of all humans around you within a four-foot radius to determine if they are malnourished. Get ahead of the game with Vegan Detector, or App C. It's called Send Me to Heaven. Send Me to Heaven is a sports game. The player throws their phone as high as they can. The higher, the better. The phone registers the height and uploads the result to the leaderboards. It will break your phone. So, Maura, (laughs) I ask you, is the the fake app A, nothing, B, vegan detector, or C, send me to heaven? Oh,
1: my goodness. Okay. I believe somebody has uploaded nothing to the App Store, for sure. (laughs) Like, I think that that one is real. Vegan detector sounds really iffy to me. And I really enjoyed the description. So <laughs> as far as throw throw your phone up in the air, I bet somebody did it as a, you know, I could see somebody doing that. It'd be easy to do with the phone. It'd be a quick little app so I can see somebody putting that. So I think it's the vegan detector is the, is the best.
0: <laughs> you are correct. Been, it, is, it is vegan.
1: Ah, detector. That, awesome.
0: That is the uh, the fake app that does not exist as far well, as I can tell.
1: <laughs> Adam, you, you really, you killed it on the app description. I think you just need to do a whole thing of fake apps that you're just, you know, yeah. Apps that should happen by Adam. <laughs> That's nice.
0: uh, That'll be, that'll be uh, Aptopia's next blog. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll love it. It'll be exactly more. Um, <laughs> th- thank you so much for joining me and uh, explaining to me exactly what the metaverse is. Cause I'm still trying to figure it
1: out. <laughs> Anytime.
0: But, but this was awesome. I really appreciate your time.
1: Yeah, let's come back when we've got NFTs live and I'll I'll get you an NFT and you can see what it's like.
0: Ooh, okay, I like that. Alright, let's do that. This is it, what? Luccini pouring from the sky, let's get rich. What? The G keep on the sugar dice. Can't quit. What? Now pop the cork in the Vega and get lit. What? 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 Introducing Phantom of the Dark Walk through my heaven with levitation From Reefers, Drenching, D-Vents and A7 Showboating with rugas Flash bella Belafonte, Digger, let's
1: get forward this birth As we confiscate your figures Chats
0: yes, brown, levitating